2: I like the
0: sound of that. Hey, welcome to a special Sunday morning edition of the Wretched Hive podcast for, what's the date today? October 16th, 2022. My name is Steve Baldwin and joining me early on a Sunday morning, I think the first time ever in the history of the show, Dave and Nico, good morning, gentlemen. Easy
1: like Sunday morning
2: good morning after the worst sports day in los angeles in a couple decades
0: mm. yeah Boy, what happened i didn't i missed san it. diego mm. san diego yeah that's uh that was a rough one to to watch there but you know what congratulations padres fans and and to the padres organization you earned that one oh, God, you guys oh, makes good. so much guys. more
1: sense now
0: mm. yeah the dodgers came out flat Flat and the Padres fans, man, that Petco was rocking last night. The Padres fans, yeah, were it was. A good time.
1: Oh my god, I went. I had to go pick up Shayna from the airport, the misses, mm. and I didn't even think to put two and two together of why it was such a fucking carnival house down there. And it all's making sense now. A little bit of traffic. A lot of bit of traffic. Mm-hmm. A lot of bit of assholes.
0: Uh, As a Dodger fan, it pained me. It absolutely pained me to watch and I sat in silence. Uh, But, you know, you get over things quickly. I I enjoyed um, the signage that the fans had last night of the goose and the connection between Rich Goose Gossage, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher for the Padres uh, and Yankees, of course. And making that that connection, that was pretty strong, fans. That
2: goose has logged more playoff time than Mike Trout, hasn't it? Mm, He has,
0: for sure. (laughs) Being someone from L.A., I can verify that. (laughs) Um, Hey, guys, we've got some Star Wars to talk today. We are, uh, just this past week, we just uh, watched episode six of Andor. Andor what? Yep, and we've got to. Uh... You, you
2: got you got to say it more as one word, Steve. That's why you keep hmm. having problems with dictation on is Siri. It, is it? Okay. You got to say ander.
0: And, oh, ander.
2: Because <laughs> it keeps coming through on Texas. Hey, I just watched and or, and I'm not sure about. We're like, you watched and or what? What the hell are you talking about?
0: Cassie and the... Cassie ander. I was gonna say say it the way Skarsgård does it. Yeah, and-er. ander. 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 We're through six episodes. Uh, so that we're halfway through this first season now, guys. Uh, episode six just aired on Wednesday, the 13th of October. And um, boy, so far, this, this season has been some mixed reviews, I think it's fair to say, from uh, Star Wars fans and from um, hosts of this show. And I'm really curious to know what we thought um, as a group and what the two of you thought individually of episode five and six of Ander, uh, which were quite different from the first four episodes. Uh, We got a little bit more action. We were ramping up from um, what really, you know, we called a slow burn. And I think the rest of the internet picked up on our calling it a slow burn because that was sort of the uh, descriptor. Because
2: that phrase has never been used before in the history of entertainment critique.
0: Right. Nope. 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 We coined that phrase. Yep and episode six was not a was sort of the i don't know well it wasn't a slow burn it was sort of the explosion at the end of this of the slow burn and finally yeah finally hit a flash and i i thought we were going to get that flash in episode six and five um but it was oh. more build up and then we got it finally in six so how are you feeling about uh and now dave and nico who'd like to go first share your thoughts on Recent events in Andor. Age before beauty, Dave. Go ahead. Uh, I have kind of a broader thought on it, and it's
2: kind of building off of a a, a critique, Steve, that you and I were discussing really, really briefly a week ago from a mutual acquaintance mm-hmm. uh, that we have. Uh, that talked about how this is a, a tonally so different from other Star Wars shows. Mm-hmm. This is not like a Star Wars show that you can necessarily share with kids and experience with kids it's it's written a little more for for higher end i don't i don't want to say adult because has a lot of negative connotations to it but it's 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 definitely not written as an all-ages thing because Ander is as a character he has a very dark side that's what's demonstrated at the end of, of episode six it's a dark side that tends to point in a good direction but it's a dark side mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know that that's a bad thing i do think star wars if it's going to be successful long term as a, a story brand, it has to be able to branch off and do these kinds of different tonal things. And it's hard for me to say how successful the show is being at this point, because we're literally like halfway through book one of, a, of two book series, but I'm enjoying what it's doing. I just don't necessarily make it appointment television. I'm very content to wait a week or two and, and catch up and kind of watch two or three at once. I, I'm not, you know, like in the old days of watching television, like when Lost was on the air, you have to watch Lost in real time. You have to watch it like that night that it comes out. I don't have that experience with Ander when it drops on on Disney+. Plus. So that, that's kind of a broader critique, I think. But those are kind of my thoughts on the show. Specifically on the heist, I, I kept waiting for Tom Cruise to show up because I'm pretty sure that's the damn he was dreaming about from uh, 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 Edge of Tomorrow back about 10 years ago (laughs) i liked that the heist was not completely successful although i was surprised that it was so bleak and really only two of the characters we were introduced to made it through and the dark part of Anders' uh, character that i'm talking about really came through at the end when he just he murders the guy who suggests let's just keep the money let's just keep the money and go f this rebellion concept it says some interesting things about his character and his moral compass. Like, no, I was hired to do this job for this reason. I'm doing that. I'm not going back on my word, but now I just want to get out of here. I really have, as Han Solo said, I I don't have any interest in your rebellion, princess. I'm just in it for the money. He's just in it for his own personal motivations. How that's all going to intersect, I don't know. I remain fascinated by the Mon Mothma storyline. I'm actually enjoying that little subplot even more than I am the mainline story. And with all those thoughts... Word vomited out, Nico. I turn it over to you.
0: Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Does, well, um, well, let me pick up on something you said, um, Dave, and that's the, you're t- you're talking about the scene with uh, Clem, who is A- Andor's character in in disguise as Clem, essentially, or under the no- name of Clem, and Skeen is the the, the his uh, his partner Skeen. in in the group, and he just he shoots Skeen in cold blood when Skeen suggests they they split the money they split the four what 400 million credits each they just Eight, take off yeah with it. it 80 what, million, it 40 right? million, so 40 yeah. million 40, then, 40 million, million. Each, 40 million
2: and by the way i found an article online that was like how much money was really stolen in andor this week and i was like oh that's interesting and a page and a half later it was like oh the writer's like ah we don't we don't really know there's no way to tell i'm like well then fuck you. Why did you waste my time writing this?
1: Mm-hmm. How is there no way to tell, actually? Because they, they have no,
2: there's no scale for what does a credit actually represent as a unit of money in Star Wars. There's mm-hmm. no there's no meaningful evaluation of what that is. Like mm-hmm. they tried to do something based off of, well, if Luke can sell his land speeder for 2,000 credits on Tatooine in episode four, which probably takes place 10 years after this and they tried doing some math and they were just like, yeah at the end of the day, we don't really.
0: Right. And, e-
2: and even then, we don't
1: see the sum total of what's there or what they took even
2: yeah but i love that it was this weird cylindrical storage thing like just yeah to carry
1: a little square bars
2: yeah not how Mm -hmm. any monetary thing anywhere has ever been successfully you know physically represented i Mm love that it looked different stars maybe yeah they're like basically feeling a bunch of hepa hepa air filters
0: Right. The, well, the oh, set- the other thing—the other thing that
2: took me out—I gotta say this real quick. I'm gonna be Scott for this episode since he's not here. The like old school star navigation device that that one that kid uses—that was a freaking modified Polaroid <laughs> camera from the 1970s, and oh, yeah. that took me out of the episode like nothing ever has in Star Wars.
0: Oh, Lisa, Lisa saw that immediately and said, "Oh, I used to have that Polaroid." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fully. Yeah, totally. Well, the set design and the the um the look and feel of this of these episodes are fantastic doesn't feel like the volume at all to me that that hasn't been pulling me out yeah. like it did in, in Obi-Wan at all the set design has been great and uh, the costumes everything the look and feel of these episodes are fantastic um and the heist with the with the money i do love the whole storyline um where they're trying to go down and they go down into the vault and it's it's uh, all of that was really really cool Um, so Nico, I want to hand it to you though. What, what, what was your take on, on this, particularly on this last episode, episode six?
1: Um, I'm a huge fan of heist movies. Um, all the oceans, Mm. Italian job, all those, I, I was, you know, in my teen prime when all those movies were coming out. Well, not the original oceans 11, right. But like the remakes, the, the Brad Pitt, George Clooney ones. Right. So, um, those movies are right in the middle of my wheelhouse i love them all and this was the kind of heist that you don't really know what to expect right like you don't know what it they keep talking about yeah we're gonna go steal the entire payroll i thought they were there for information like they wanted names and how much money different people like literally like a payroll list i didn't realize they were stealing money this whole time. Mm, mm. um, yeah,
2: it, it was total Hans Gruber.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so like when I hear, yeah, we're going to steal, steal the entire payroll. I was like, oh, they're going to have, you know, like a droid download the hard drive and see, you know, who's <laughs> right. on, who's on the payroll and how much they're making that kind of a thing. I didn't realize they were robbing the bank. Um, you know, in this day and age, you would think the empire would have direct deposit by now. They don't need to keep money on hand, cash on
0: hand, but but it's sort of like the Nazis uh, dealing in like gold bars, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like they yeah, actually yeah, 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 have yeah. coins. It's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, I thought it was I thought it was really interesting watching the whole thing with you know they they go up with the locals and they hang out and they just kind of you know the way they tagged along as as the officers and just they just walked in you know uh Mm -hmm. just have confidence we belong here and it just totally works um and it's crazy how often stuff like that you know can actually work how people get into places they're not supposed to in real life even um Mm. just by having a bit of confidence and looking like they belong um but yeah it was super interesting and then the whole thing with the eye and all the asteroids and stuff Mm -hmm. that was uh Like, in the very beginning, when it's just one or two, you're like, oh, yeah, ooh, that's cool. But then when all the colors show up, it's like, okay, I can totally understand now why somebody who's standing there on the ground would just lose their mind over seeing this. That's pretty
2: amazing. So you touched on something there, Nico, that was another kind of dark adult, if you will, undercurrent in this. But when you talk about blending in with the locals, there is a real... And I would call it a throwaway, except I can't believe it was just done as, as offhanded. I think this I think it was a very deliberate choice. The empire has come onto this world and they have colonized it and they're obliterating the uh, indigenous people's culture. And Mm -hmm. they talk about that in this very offhanded way at one point about how, oh, we're doing this and then we're going to set this outpost and we're going to introduce them to the alcohol and that's going to cut the numbers down that are attending this event Mm -hmm. and then eventually it'll just go away.
1: And then we'll start selling tickets for people to come show
2: up and watch it. Yeah, it's this very offhanded but very dark undercurrent of how colonization of indigenous cultures on Earth went you know three four hundred years mm. ago
0: yep and it's very intentional and yeah. it's a plan and it's been laid out mm. and the 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 local the Donny, are are crying and you know they're they're tearing up as they're watching the celestial event that they they're this holy event happen on their homeland Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's it's, no it's longer moving. their land because it's been no taken longer.
2: by the imperial colonizers. Right. Uh, well, they, yeah, exactly.
1: they the imperials yeah. lease it, right? They they lease it for a goat skin for a goat and skin, yeah. goodwill.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like you know, we we traded some blankets for Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they in turn, um, donate, if you will, the goat hide to lease their own land. Mm-hmm. the Donny do they're they're basically mm-hmm. taking their leasing their own land back from the empire and you know they're exchanging the goat hides um and then of course the heist literally goes off the rails um which that's that whole sequence of when the heist goes off starts to go bad the, to me that's the heart of this episode and it's so freaking good I, I, I need to yeah. go back and watch that um it- It it is
2: hard to write the random chaos of humanity Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't feel intentional or scripted. And that episode does actually nail it. It, It's, it's actually a very hard thing to do. You're, you're so right about that, but it just, it it goes off the rails in a very innocent and understandable way and just keeps getting worse Mm -hmm. and worse and worse.
0: Yeah. Lieutenant Gorn, who was the, um, the, the Imperial turncoat that's been helping the, the small group of rebels, He's he's shot and killed, um, and I don't know the name of the young, the young rebel with I'm the Boroid sure. camera. Uh, yeah, is he the one that gets crushed by the the yeah, huge sliding thing of yeah. coin, the coins? Yeah. Can't feel my toes. Right, and then the quadrupod um, doctor operates on him. That was kind of cool.
2: Mm. Who, who had glasses like Maz Kanata? Yeah, I him. was
1: gonna say. I was gonna yeah. say his whole face reminded me of Maz. Yeah. yeah, but she only had two arms, so I wonder if that's how they reproduce—if they just make a little baby out of their chest, like in, oh. uh, uh, shoot, what is that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the baby on the chest?
0: <laughs> what is that movie? That sounds familiar, but I can't place it.
2: It could really be so many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies—is the problem. <laughs>
0: Isn't, I'll a think little, of it. isn't a little baby Arnold head too? It like looks like Arnold. No, no? he doesn't
1: <laughs> have the che- the face on his chest. that uh, somebody else has it. Oh. I almost said Blade Runner, but it's not. It's Total Recall.
2: Oh. Uh, honestly if mm, you're looking for a yeah. movie with some weird stuff, mm. just take a shot on it being total recall. Because there's some mm. really weird stuff in that film.
1: Is that where the is that the movie where the lady has the three yes. uh chesticles?
2: Yes. Mm. That's also yeah. where Arnold disguises himself as a woman at one point and the head does this weird three-dimensional fold off of his and then he physically lifts it up over the top of his, his actual head and mm-hmm. throws it at the guard. Mm.
0: So uh, wh- here's the question for you guys. A lot of fans have been... Mm, I don't know if disappointed is the right word or kind of like pensive about holding back their enthusiasm about the show because of the fact that it has been a slow burn to this point. Would you recommend the show to, um, an average star Wars fan and say, well, watch from the beginning. It's going to be worth it. The payoff is worth it
2: at the moment. no, because we're not to the point of the payoff yet.
0: Yeah. Right. No.
2: Like like I still don't understand what the point of those first three episodes were. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, yeah. It's I mean, I guess it's it's to give us the backstory of what Cassian's looking for, what he's trying to do. This I don't think this is gonna be it for him. Like with these people, he's not gonna like hang out with these people for the rest of the show. You know, this is not um people that are going to be important to the story so much later on, I don't think. I think this is mm-hmm. going to be an event, you know, a little bookmarked area, like, yep, he did a heist with the rebel people, and then later on, you know, it might come back to be, you know, an important event, but I don't think
2: that these characters are going to follow through um, with the rest of the story. I, I tend to agree. I, I feel like his character arc it's not like oh he falls in with the rebels on season 1 episode 4 and now he's just with the rebellion mm-hmm. through to the end of Rogue One. I think this is I think you're hitting the nail on the head. This is his brush with the rebellion and now he's going to be off doing his own thing mm-hmm. and then their paths are going to intertwine again later. But that intertwining is only possible because of this weird one-off situation that happened here.
0: Mhm. The other element of Star Wars that I think is sort of blatantly missing so far so far that that I love so much and that just isn't in the show and I, I like the show I just want to be on record saying I, I do like the show even though it oh, was a slow burn
1: yeah I can see it coming there's no golden
0: particle droids for you to <laughs> uh, no that wasn't where I was going actually Um, there, where's the mysticism there has not been one mention of the Force. And the Kyber we've... crystal. Mm, okay,
1: he's got Sky Kyber.
0: That's as close he as even
1: we've he even like holds that and cherishes that, and it's not even his.
0: Yeah, but he holds it because it's of monetary value, not because... I, You see him looking at
1: it later, though. He's mm-hmm. like, you can tell that he actually. Feels a little bit of some some feels some it.
0: energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got that he I was think. looking at uh. it. Well, my take on it was that you know why are you bringing something of so much value to a heist? Right? It's it's like a it's like a down payment on his prize. It's not the same as when little Jin gets the Kyber from her mother in Rogue One um, as a as a protective um, piece of jewelry. This is like, um, you know, I'm giving you a down payment on what you're going to get later, and give this to me back to me when we're done. This is so you can trust me. I'm giving you 40 grand right now, so you can get 40 million later. All
2: right. So, so to your point, which I think is an interesting one, and I was just trying to think about it, is the Force a prerequisite to having a successful Star Wars story? Do does it have to involve the Force? I'm not saying it like I know the answer. I'm just I'm trying to ask the question. the question that pops up from what you said. And the only other Star Wars property that I can think of sitting here right now that doesn't touch on the Force in some way is the movie Solo, which was not really a successful Star Wars product, and not even a an, an very enjoyable Star Wars product. So,
1: but I don't think those things. I don't think that property, you know, suffered those consequences due to its lack of Force
2: involvement. Yes. I, I agree. That's I, I'm going through that. Uh, you're picking up on the internal thought process and narration that I'm having right now. And that the other branch of it is does every Star Wars property need to have the force in it? And I don't know that I have the answer to it sitting right here. I, I kind of feel like if you want Star Wars to be able to grow beyond kind of the thing that it does and it does well, it seems like it needs to be able to branch out and do different things things mm-hmm. than the stuff that it does well, which would suggest doing stories with characters that, that don't involve the force as a, a central part of it. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, that's kind of getting away from a central element of the Star Wars brand, which has been the Skywalker saga and that kind of through line for all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a it's a great question. I mean I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ponder that one for a bit.
1: I think even overall, Rogue One didn't really we had the red hallway, right, and we had you know the the the, the monk guy, yeah, but he wasn't even a force user. He was just aware of the force and believed in it like a religion. It wasn't even that he was a force user. He was just you know aware of it.
2: Um,
0: it I mean
2: to differ y- there. Yes and you. yes and no. Mm. I would also say that a point of Rogue One was taking this, this important element of the Jedi's and their relationship with the Force, the Kyber crystal, and perverting it to a weapon of, of evil and destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the Kyber crystal is being used to power the Death Star. So it, 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 it touched on it, right? It, yeah. it, it, it's a plot point. It may not be a major through line for the story, but it's definitely an important plot point for it.
0: Those two were the protectors of the journals of the wills also, which are strongly tied to the force. And he, he, he repeated over and over. I am one with the force, the force is with me. I, I mean, and that, you know, could Rogue One have happened without those characters? Probably. Yes. Yes, it could have. Yes. But would it have been a less interesting film? To me, it w- would have, yes. So I, 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 let's, let's think about this more. I, I, we're time limited today, but I think it is an interesting question. And for me, it's the force that added this layer that took Star Wars and added this additional layer of of uh, power. This this energy field uh, created by all living things that surrounds and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together, and all of that. You know I think that you said that...
1: penetrate. <laughs> that uh, that that's
0: that that is what made Star Wars uh, more than sci-fi to me. And and it's it's not here. So just let's think more about that. Um, all right. Well, I think overall. Oh, we do have a couple of reviews in. Just uh, Greg is not here today, but just to put on record, uh, what did Greg say? He said four and a half death stars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Four Something and a half. Something like that. Yeah. Four point five death stars so far. And um, Scott Ivansky said no what response. Scott? No response. All responses incomplete from Scott Ivansky this morning. So yeah, sorry. not
2: applicable. Yeah, no. na, and I'm, I'm going to decline <laughs> to give it a rating just because yeah. I I want to see the whole season before I give a an opinion on it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Agreed. So far, I will give it four out of five Death Stars. So far, but I will hold my final vote until along with you guys yeah,
1: back, then. back to the point you were t- making, you know, what if later on in the season we get more mention of the force? I mean, the rebel Alliance, one of their taglines, even though it comes from the Jedi is, you know, may the force be with you. Like they, they still say it even after all of the That's Jedi right. are gone, you know, mm-hmm. they make, they go to make the death star run and, and, um, Admiral Akbar, you know, over the intercoms, you know, tells everybody good luck and may the force be with you. And then they make their that's death right. star run.
0: Well, that's right. It, it, it's so the force is something recognized by more than just the Jedi at that point. And so I, I, I want us to tease that out a little bit. What is the force to users so wielders? It's of the a force living energy that binds all living, living things. You just said that. What <laughs> that, is the force? That's a good point.
1: It surrounds us. It penetrates. Okay. Some of us <laughs> penetrates others wow. more. Mm. Sometimes, you know, Baby Razor made.
0: <laughs> that sounds hot. Um. All right. Let's move on, guys. We've just got uh, maybe about 20 minutes to go here. And I know we wanted to talk about a few other things today, including this quagmire called She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. So, quagmire might be a little strong. All right. Kickity-goo. This interesting show on Disney it, it's, Plus. Called it's
2: She-Hulk. a different show. Yeah, it for is. sure. Okay. It, it, it for all we talk about Marvel, Marvel's falling into a, a trap of repeating the same kind of thing. Whatever you want to say about She Hulk, good, bad, or indifferent, it's not the same Marvel product. It is a very different Marvel product from what they have have been putting out for the last several years. Yeah. Are, are we are we agreed on that?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Okay. Good, good. Whether you like it or not, it's a different product. And mm-hmm. to me, that in and of itself is not a bad thing. They're, they're really trying to branch out.
0: There's a pattern and, here with Android being a very different product and uh, she yeah, being rather and, different. And I'm, I'm actually
2: disappointed Greg's not able to join us for this discussion because this might be the first Marvel product ever where the the Act 3 is not put the MacGuffin in the doohickey. Mm-hmm. That's not the climax of, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the story. Well, that's
1: – it kind of is the climax of the story is that it's not put the MacGuffin and the Doohickey. And I yeah. think if you've seen the finale, you'll understand that they make a point of making that the point of not being what it is.
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> very, very spoilerful. Wait, do I need to throw the spoiler alert No, up?
2: for the love of God, don't. It's. it's uh, so I mean important. it's
0: it's important because it's, you know we don't, we don't want people – Real quick, just, we don't, just quickly. Just, just, add just, it
1: in post. We'll give you 10 seconds right just, now. Just yeah. – just yeah.
0: I, I, I don't want anyone to to hear something and then be mad at us. Kevin Feige is not in the season finale. <laughs> okay, now, now, you had to be laughing. I I, I literally laughed out loud when she says, "I'm going to go see Kevin." <laughs>
1: oh, the whole time. The yeah. whole time leading up to it, I thought it was going to be Kevin Feige sitting in, like, some oh. Dr. Evil layer yes. chair.
0: Yes.
2: That would have been great.
0: It was so but, meta. I, I really love what they did with the finale. I really so did. So
2: I, I read an interview with the showrunner, mm. and when she was going through what they were going to do, finally, with Kevin, the original concept for the robot Kevin was to also have a baseball cap on his Fage is is famous oh, yeah, for wearing a baseball cap in, in every little, public like, appearance, but it, right. no, it was going to be an actual baseball cap. Oh, okay. And Fage vetoed that, and she was like, "You're oh. telling me that that's the thing that breaks <laughs> breaks the whole enjoyment factor for you?" And he's like, "Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would a robot be wearing a baseball cap?" So they incorporated the the visor design into the the little eyepiece cameras of, yeah. of the thing. Yeah. But she was like, that was the only thing Kevin vetoed about the whole, about the whole, the whole gag. So,
0: so I do have to, um, and for those of you that may not have seen the show and don't mind a spoiler, um, the show goes absolutely meta right? She-Hulk breaks into the, like, Marvel writer's room and says, why are you writing this? This doesn't well, make any first, sense.
1: Well, first she breaks into Disney+, Plus, and then she breaks <laughs> into right. Avengers Assembled show, <laughs> right. and yeah, then she makes cool. her way over to the writer's room for She-Hulk through the Disney backlots.
0: Now, I, I have to say, being also a huge fan of Mel Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks did something very similar at the end of Blazing Saddles, where uh, – the the western fight breaks into this like broadway musical uh scene being filmed and there's a huge fight breaks out with the cowboys and it it, it was a similar concept right like
2: you're filming blazing saddles on the warner brothers lot and the fight in the movie just explodes onto the larger Warner Brothers lot and just infects all the other Warner Brothers projects that are going on around it.
0: And the characters are acting in character, but now they're in the real world on the Warner Brothers lot, which is very funny. Um, So, yeah, something similar happens with this show. Um, I do have to throw out, Scott did give us a review on this one uh, over text. Uh, So I'm going to speak for Scott. He says, uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, She-Hulk has been an absolute... Has been the absolute weirdest fucking thing from Marvel TV, and then I watched the finale and wholly off the rails Batman. That actually could be a whole show in itself. So yeah, Scott and that I thought it was my my initial re- spoiler free review
2: was that that sh- that the finale is so off the rails it's actually good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that I stand by that. Like the whole con- conceit of She Hulk, which really started with the John <laughs> Byrne she hulk series in the 90s she Hulk was a character that existed for probably a decade to 15 years prior to that but he pioneered the idea of she hulk knows she's in a comic book and therefore breaks the fourth wall constantly in in every comic book talking to the creators talking to the readers there and i found that gag to be effective when it just went all out like when she would rip through the pages or or Byrne would draw like a a double page fake ad spread, and she would just be storming through it, ripping it down. What are you doing? You're destroying the pacing of my story. I'm getting to the bottom of this. And that is what this episode finally, finally did. It wasn't just cute little asides and this and that. It completely busted through. And I, I was kind of wondering what they were going to do, because even the theme started off differently in a total homage to that original 70s, 1970s Incredible Hulk TV show.
0: Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That hey, was really I, cool. I'm
2: not familiar with the theme, but
1: yeah, the whole thing, I like the whole thing where uh, they did kind of the uh, throwback, like introduction, like the opening, mm-hmm. is that what that was when it was yeah. mm-hmm. very granular and her and Bruce are standing there? and I, I,
2: I am telling you, if you find that original TV intro on YouTube and like do a side-by-side comparison, it's very, very, very close. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: I like how one She-Hulks out too. It, it it it's totally not her,
2: right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz that was Let's that was go. the
2: catchphrase from the show. Is the guy would always say like you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> what was with the moment? Now, I didn't um I we were talking on the pre-show and I shared with She-Hulk I watched the first episode and then lost interest. I, I just, you know, total transparency, I just couldn't stick with it. Um, I found the CGI distracting and I just, I wasn't into the character enough to, to follow it. And then you guys were talking about how great the final episode was that I just didn't watch any of the thing, any of the middle part, any of the other episodes. I just watched the final episode and I, I felt like I kind of got it. Like I knew what was going on. I mean, you know, they did enough catch up. You know,
1: they talked about yeah. pretty much the entire show and the, that scene with Kevin. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, you get to see the exciting conclusion. So it's honestly, if, if you're having a hard time watching She-Hulk, watching the first episode and the last episode, not a bad idea.
2: Hmm. Although the episode with Daredevil is fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. I enjoyed Charlie Cox doing kind of a more comedic, version of daredevil as opposed to the the straight grim and gritty frank miller version that we saw in the the netflix series but yeah it's it's not necessary at all to enjoy what what happened in the finale
0: is there a love interest there with yes yes she hulk
2: and yeah
0: okay. they... and the only
2: other thing i'll give you steve is that the big bad of the show was basically reddit that's that was the big bad <laughs> overall yeah okay mm-hmm which is a hilarious concept, and they executed it as well as it could be executed.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the internet. The internet's yeah. the bad guy.
0: Oh, fun. Okay. I'll, I will have to go back and, but and, and the, check the, that part out.
2: My absolute favorite bits, though, out of the end were when she is sitting on the floor talking to Kevin Feige, and then suddenly goes, and when are we getting the X-Men? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And... I- it's gonna be a meme, but when she's like, That's what we do. Bruce tears down walls. I I I bang this. And sometimes Matt Murdoch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like that monologue that of her yeah. walking towards the screen and her facial expression as he says that with a Marvel Studios logo in the background. If that's not a meme that takes over the internet, the internet really is just a misogynistic pool. That's all there is to it. Because that was a fantastic moment.
0: Yeah, that was strong. I, I also appreciated uh when She said something like, I need to, I need to, um, can I morph back to myself? And Kevin said, or was it she or Kevin that said, Oh, but the animators are off doing another project now. So just keep the camera on Kevin.
1: Yeah. oh and yeah just... no she's like no he he tells her he's like yeah uh i'm gonna need you to change back to jen though because you're very expensive but <laughs> do it off screen because the animators are on another project <laughs> right. and then the camera cuts to him and then he's like okay yep go ahead
2: right <laughs> so so when and, and here's a fun thing when he says they the animators are off working on another project the music cue is from the soundtrack of black panther wakanda forever
0: oh no kidding oh, okay oh that's great <laughs> well it's very fun that they can poke fun at themselves like that at this point i mean marvel has so yeah. much gravitas that they can do that and look like heroes you know i mean yeah. star star wars is not in a place star wars shelved what was that series the the 40 40 episode series that got shelved by lucasfilm when when uh when Disney bought Lucasfilm that was like in the can, ready to go. And it was, oh yeah.
2: It's it's the Seth Green show. And I forget yeah. the title of it. And it
0: was a lot of in, inside humor and kind of poking fun at, at the, at the series itself. And um, Lucasfilm's like, Nope, that's not being released. And it, Star Wars is just not there. Uh, you know, Marvel can do whatever they want and, and it's, it's, it's going to sell people are going to love it, but Star Wars, Nope, not there yet.
2: Nope. Yeah. And we did get at the end the big the big spoilerific was at the end the introduction of the incredible Hulk's son Scar.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The family barbecue picnic scene at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Scar. So does that mean that the the World War Hulk event
2: happened? It would suggest that the World War Hulk comic story happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And
1: that's where and Bruce has been this entire time during the show?
2: That seems like that's part of it. And uh, there, there has been a rumor floating around for a, a couple of months that there will be a, a that one of those untitled Marvel projects that's on the calendar is a, an incredible Hulk movie, World War Hulk. But mm. that has always seemed unlikely because Universal still seems to hold the the... Film rights to solo Hulk movies. Maybe that's not true anymore, or maybe it's going to be a Marvel TV series that features, you know, the Hulk. Because I don't think Universal still holds the TV rights to so the Incredible wait, Hulk.
1: So they hold the movie rights, but to solo Disney, Hulk
2: movies. to solo to Hulk, only
1: movies. solo
2: Hulk movies. Yes, that's So why what the happens Hulk... if
1: they decide they want to just start throwing out random Hulk movies now that have nothing to do with the Marvel Universe? They, they, can, they can do that.
2: They theoretically could, but they haven't made enough money that Universal wants to invest in doing that. And given that if they would do it as a rogue project, they wouldn't have you know the full cooperation of Marvel Studios, wouldn't necessarily be able to draw on the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe like Spider-Man has over the last 10 mm-hmm. years. It, it just feel, it feels like a non-starter. Hmm. Hmm. Like, why are you going to spend 150 million dollars on a film that is not going to break even? Sorry, so, I, I can't. no, but it's... I am excited because that's a that's a big significant storyline, and it would be it would be a good one yeah. to see on either the big or the small screen.
1: It's a badass storyline. Yeah, honestly, it's a great storyline. I put it up there with. Uh... <clears throat> the um, the Thor movie that they ruined uh, storyline. I mean, really, VR the the, the God Butcher is such yeah. a great comic book storyline, and they it was a fun movie, but it did not do that storyline justice. No, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, that storyline is way way more sentimental and intense than the movie turned
2: it into. So Nico, if I'm summing us up here, cause Steve didn't watch the whole series and I think you and I did. She-Hulk finished strong. That would be our, our consensus review.
1: Yeah. If you started it and you wanted to actually watch each of the episodes, um, and you couldn't get into the first one, it definitely gets better. Um, they the story and the characters are, are more fleshed out by the end. It, um, there is character development, and it's, it's, it, it held my interest just enough to keep watching it. Um, like you were saying earlier, though, I didn't feel like I had to watch it every week. Um, and there were some episodes where I would put it on and then just kind of leave it on in the background as I was doing other stuff um but the the last like two episodes cuz even the episode just before the the finale the penultimate episode um that one was really interesting too uh it yeah. was a lot of fun too uh so uh i think that's where the matt murdock hookup mm-hmm. happens and then yeah, no, it was, right? Because then halfway through is when you get the little scene, she's like, wait, that's not the end? Like, what What else is gonna happen? And then you go into the actual, like, ending of the episode. Um,
2: yeah, Yeah, you, it was a lot of fun. You get the Daredevil walk of shame. As Daredevil, which, oh, was
1: which is great. Amazing. He's holding his boots. He's walking barefoot on the grass like, in walks, his costume. Walks by some
2: walks by some woman outside Jennifer Walters' apartment. He's just like, "Good morning." Walking the dog, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, good morning."
1: No, yeah, it's great. He's holding his shoes and everything. That's it's yeah, that was a, a, adorable.
0: <laughs> that sounds like fun. I, I, don't I know I, the I, show I, was fun. It was kooky. I will go back and watch those episodes when uh, one day when I have, you know, time, when I have nothing else I want to do, I'm gonna go back and <laughs> yeah. and plug
1: There's the in. the the I thought um the there was a the episode when she first goes to the little retreat with uh where the abomination with Emil Blonsky, Emil. right? Yeah, his like retreat that he sets up after he gets out. Those characters were a lot of fun. I thought that were there also. Um so, yeah, no, there's it, it has great little nuggets in the show that are, I think, worth watching.
2: Yeah, I I thought Emil's character was actually <clears throat> a brilliant, a brilliant bit of writing and conceit on what to do with that, uh, that particular character after the events of the Incredible Hulk movie.
1: Well, yeah, because in the comics later on, the Abomination is part of the Hulk family. He's a. Yeah. Uh, quote-unquote good guy that like when when the Hulk family assembles you know he's there to help out Um, right there next to Bruce and right next to Jen and you know so there's a whole in the comics there's a whole there's what like five or six different Hulks that are all there that get together and work as good guys Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I'm excited to see if they ever pull off the different Hulk personas besides just the, the Dr. Hulk, the, the smart Hulk, you know, if they, if we ever get to see red, uh, you know, red Hulk, uh, which I don't think we will or gray Hulk,
2: I think is a really fun character too. The rumor is Harrison Ford is going to be general Thunderbolt Ross in the (laughs) Thunderbolt movie. So,
1: well, he won't have to act a whole lot if they make him the red Hulk.
0: Wasn't that, uh, (laughs) wasn't that uh, vetoed? By Disney execs, I think. or by Was it Kathleen vetoed or Kennedy? did they
1: just shut down the announcement?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I, well, I need to read up more on it, but I think I heard, I read that Kathleen Kennedy just like stepped in and said, no, you cannot sign Harrison Ford to work in Marvel. <laughs>
1: He's mine. He'll he forever be mine.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Have
1: you ever worked for the Disney Corporation before? If so, when and where? (laughs) Like, as he's filling out his job application (laughs) for Marvel.
0: (laughs) He's in this, like, this. this, I worked at Star Wars. This room with plastic tables and chairs (laughs) (laughs) behind glass. There's somebody hands him a job application.
1: (laughs) He's just on a little plastic clipboard with a half working
2: Bic pen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's Greg? See, I'm just I'm just imagining oh, like an interview with Harrison Ford about this and the like late night talk show host is doing this exact bit, just throwing it right at Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford is just sitting there, just not cracking a smile. Right.
0: Not, <laughs> not at all. It's not funny. Any of
2: it. This is very funny. I don't understand what you talking about. Right now. <laughs> see, that's Harrison, a Harrison, have of a you job? ever filled know, out see, a job app never before never, and I mean, been I mean, to an, an interview?
0: Have I mean, you out ever had a job interview? So I was like, yeah. carpenter. You see, <laughs> Funny. Hey, guys, we got to get out of here. We're going to have to save um, Werewolf by Night until next episode when the other guys are here, too. But uh, all we'll, right, we'll, I'll we'll, give everybody we'll, time we'll, to watch we'll it. That
2: one down. Yes, because we all know and... Scott will want to talk about his giant-sized man thing.
0: Hang on, let's do this real quick. <laughs> this pen doesn't work, and somebody give me a goddamn blue ballpoint pen to fill this thing out. Oh my
2: God. I want a number 2 pencil. That's a, a number 2 pencil.
0: That's a great visual. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Well, I'm so glad we could we could hop on on a Sunday morning guys to, to talk about this stuff because, you know, uh Star Wars does not wait. I don't care if it's a slow burn or if it's an afterburn or aftershave. I I don't know where I'm going with this, but Star Wars cannot wait. We had to get our review of Andor episode 5 and 6 out the door. And I'm Andor what?
1: I think we reviewed five and six. There was no or there. Ah,
2: And and? <laughs> it's it's and or. It's one word. And, not and, one syllable. Andor. Not and andor. or. Two
0: syllables. Skarsgard has such a odd way. Ander. 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 All right. I'll Mr. And... Anderson. Like that. Yeah, there you go. There you oh, go. that's a good way to remember it. It's not Mr. Andorson. No, okay. it's not. All right. That would just be silly. That would be silly. Just like this last 58 minutes has been kind of silly. Hopefully. Hopefully for our listeners uh, it's been a little silly. That was fun. That was fun, guys. So uh, it's weird that we're only halfway through the season at six episodes. Kind of cool. We've got six more yeah. for season one. And then an entire another season two we know is coming for Andor. Andor. Do we Andor. know... Um, Is there going to be a season two of She-Hulk? Or is this a one-off? It's undetermined at the present time. All right. I mean, there's plenty of more comic book pages she could rip through, I'm sure. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Especially if she meets Deadpool. Just throwing it out there. Oh,
1: God. Those two together, when they finally introduce the Deadpool, like, main Marvel cinematic universe, that's going to be intense.
0: Is that coming? Is there going to be a Deadpool Marvel Cinematic Universe? I mean, I know he's part of the MCU now officially, but. Yes. So Deadpool to... 3
2: coming soon with Hugh
0: Jackman. Jackman. That would be fun. And I'm sure we will review it because this here is the Wretched High podcast. And until then, have a great couple of weeks, guys. And may the Force be with us all.